I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. New podcast for you here with Husker 24-7. We thought, you know, we have the Husker 24-7 podcast. We have the Husker 24-7 hype cast we have the sunday side session you know what we need we need a husker 24 7 hoops cast that is what we need and who better to bring it to you than the husker 24 7 beat writer for basketball brian christopherson and myself mike shaper longtime season ticket holder who is often in the arena watching nebraska basketball and brian i'm kind of excited about it you know sometimes we'd work basketball in for like 12 minutes at the end of like an otherwise 50 minute podcast. And it just didn't feel sufficient. Uh, this is a very intriguing Nebraska basketball team and they are one and oh, they won their opener, which is not always a given around here. Nebraska wins 84 52 over Linwood. We were both there. You in a professional capacity, me in uh, joggers and a sweatshirt and a Vikings hat. So, Let's uh, let's talk about Nebraska Nebraska basketball here. One and zero, beating Lindenwood. Uh, your initial thoughts on what you saw Monday? Okay, Lindenwood. I'll say this first, just to get out of the way. Lindenwood's picked like tenth in the Ohio Valley um, Conference in the preseason poll, and has a lot of new players. Um, so that that's uh, put that out there right away. But we've seen Nebraska basketball through the years. Uh, they lost an opener like this a couple of years ago. Western Illinois, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you see something, the Fred Hoiberg's first ever game at Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. So the, it's, it's gone, it's gone sideways before. And what I, um, liked about last night was, um, <clears throat> there was just precision in the first half and day one didn't necessarily feel like day one, especially for a team that has had a really, um, disjointed offseason in the fact that like you know rink mass uh, is out with an injury and um for a strange deal and uh josiah alec you know hurt hurts himself and misses a week or two leading up to the game and obviously casey is not there yet and Jawan gary is not available at this point and so you're wondering like how well are these guys actually going to mesh together and they come out and they shoot 57 percent um really had good inside outside game they're able to get it from all levels they're nine of 19 from being behind the arc in the uh, first half and they led 51 24 and i was just like that was crisp it really felt pretty good for uh for an opening 20 minutes to a season for a team where a lot of parts are sort of blending together 
Yeah, you know, it's always interesting, these openers, because Nebraska's offseason has been pretty turnover heavy in terms of the personnel. And so usually that first game, uh, you know, if you're if you're like me and you tend to skip the exhibition or the uh, the opening night practice, if you will, um, if you tend to, to skip those things, you generally have no idea what to expect and who's going to be on the court and what they look like. And Brian, one of the first indications I had of, you know, what this team is going to look like, they have more, it looks like Big Ten bodies on their roster than what I have come accustomed to. Uh, they have several front court pieces. Rick Mast, you know, my uh, the guy I have season tickets with said this. He goes, I just sort of expected Rink Mast to look more like Brian Conklin and less like sort of a power forward. Yeah. And so he's got a little mm. bit more physical body to him. Uh, Josiah Alec gives Nebraska the closest version they'll ever have to a Lopez brother, it appears. And so, you know, that's a, an all effort. That's a, that's a heavy compliment, by the way, all effort, all energy just seems to be flying all over the place. Uh, so it was from the, from the front court, front court perspective, it was kind of interesting just seeing what they have and then knowing how that kind of could match up with different Mm. big 10 teams. And that's without Rashawn Gary, who's another piece that could be in that front court as well. So I was uh, with, with some of the new pieces coming in for me, a lot of it is just like, okay, how do they look? How does this look like they're going to physically match up with some of these teams? Cause you get the Purdue's and the Michigan States and some of these programs that can just throw big body after big body at you. And Nebraska really hasn't been able to match that up a lot. It feels like they're a little more equipped for that right now. And uh, you know, blaze Kata wasn't even available. I believe last night as well, too. Yeah, uh, Blade's still dealing with that ankle. They're trying to see where that's going to go. I don't know what the timetable is, but I agree with you. I guess the most encouraging thing to me was probably the front court. I, I, I thought to myself, this looks legit. If these guys can stay healthy, Mast and Alec, they're veterans of the college game who can get after it on the boards. Um, also can give you, um, you know, I think Mast can shoot it probably better from the outside than Derek Walker could. So there's that option. Um, Matar is a fun freshman who looks fluid, who could grow into some stuff as the season goes along. And um, so, Jope. That's Jope, how yeah. the last name is pronounced for those yep. that are looking at it and wondering what Kent Pavelka is saying. Jope. 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 Yeah. I, I just said it wrong on the radio too, um, prior to this podcast, but Jope it is. And, uh, he had a monster dunk for his first field goal as a Husker. It was kind of fun. Um, but, uh, To your point, a lot of years we've gone in when we get to the Big Ten season, Nebraska on most nights will go up against somebody and there's sort of this idea like, can they hold the rebound statistic within like 10? Can you know, can they not get outboarded by like 12 to 15 in this game? And it was sort of uh, the wee ones kind of fighting, trying to fight against, uh, you know, just bigger guys who who are going to have the advantage on the glass. And you'd heard in the offseason Hoiberg talk about, no, this can be as tenacious a front court as there is in this league when I put certain lineups together, especially when Jawan Gary gets maybe mixed in as we go along. And you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's a summer conversation. And last night, even though it was against a bad team, you're, with your eye, your eyes sometimes we, – we've watched Nebraska play bad teams in early season games, and your your eyes tell you Nebraska's not looking very good. Like, you, right. you kind of – and last night they were playing a bad team and my eyes told me 
this looks like a good lineup, like with a lot of depth, old guys, they have sort of all the positions covered. Now, how that's all going to come together over time, I don't know. Um, but it was way more encouraging than I felt on an opening game for Nebraska basketball in a while and um, in the Hoiberg era. And so de- definitely um, the the size and the length too. Bryce Williams was, you know, guarding the perimeter and he's a six, seven, six, eight guy. Um, the other team, Lindenwood's three of 16 from behind the arc. It's, it's tough to shoot over those guys. So uh, they've, they've done a nice job combi- compiling a roster and now they're going to have to just fine tune some things and we'll see where that takes them. What was interesting last night about uh, Nebraska's roster too, like you have two guys in, in Kese and, and, Gary that aren't available for you. Blaze isn't available for you. And yet, Brian, it looks like they're really deep. Like they have a lot of bodies. They have guys that, you know, that feels like they could maybe go three, four guys off the bench and you're not going to lose a ton uh, doing it. And so I, I found that really interesting. I don't know how that's going to look when the competition goes up necessarily. Uh, but certainly in these games against teams like Lindenwood, and they have a lot of those games this year. And I, I am, you know, that's a discussion we'll have uh, towards the end of the podcast, but um, I I'm okay with that, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But I I feel like they could just almost do hockey style line changes uh, with with what they have in terms of depth, especially when you get those other guys back from injury, or uh, you know, in Gary's case, when he's back playing with the team. Yeah, it's our deepest team that Hoiberg's had. Uh, you know, we could throw in Boogie Coleman. He steps, he comes into the game as a point guard who's played four or five years of college basketball. Like he's not, he's not going to be shaking in his sneakers going out there. Like he, he just looked in control when he was on the floor. And so he's an option. Um, Jamarcus Lawrence obviously is adapting to the point guards bar. He didn't have his best game. Actually Lawrence, he missed some shots around the rim and stuff. He'd like back. Um, But yeah, there, there's a lot of pieces there. And then, um, you know, I, I, I think, uh, when Kase gets back, that's that's going to be a fun element. And the good news is, I was watching Kase down there on the floor. You know, he's walking around just normally, and it, it looks like he's on a pretty good track to return soon. And I like the fact that they're not having to rush him back, uh, as we'll get to with the schedule. I like the fact that these first games allow sort of a runway into the season. Obviously, you got to take care of business, but they allow Nebraska to be cautious with someone like Kase. Um, and probably still believe they're going to win and have a good record early on. So all that stuff is encouraging. Um, and I know it sounds like we're overly gushing about a win over Lindenwood, uh, but you know, it's okay. It's okay to be optimistic once in a while. And I, 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 I think fans at the arena saw reasons to like, okay, I'm going to give these guys a chance. I'm going to go back there with some hope that this can develop into something. Yeah, I mean, and what I was looking for out of yesterday was just to, like I said, I wanted to see how they matched up physically. I wanted to see some of these new pieces. Um, and I it doesn't change the equation for me. Mm-hmm. And we can we can kind of dive into this if you want, Brian. But I, I sort of view this team as last year they were right around 500. My expectation for them for this year is to be, uh, you know, a, a solidified NIT team. To, to have, you know, to potentially be on bubble watch towards the end of the year. But if you don't make the tournament, you're you're an NIT team. And if things break for you, if you you put together the quality of wins you need to in the conference season, then you're going to be a tournament team. Because in my mind, the Big Ten, and especially this year, it looks like it's good again, uh, is, a, is a six to seven to eight sometimes bid league. And I think Nebraska has the ability to 
to at least challenge for, you know, the, the top half of the conference. So we'll see what uh, what they're able to do when the, the competition goes up. But a lot of tonight was to just kind of look at the roster and they handle business. And that's what you wanted to see. Uh, and and that's good. We uh, if, if you really want us to start gushing. I uh, I got one for you. How okay. how would you, Brian Christopherson, deploy Sam Hoiberg when Nebraska has its full strength roster? How are you going to utilize him? Because to me, last night, every time he was in, Nebraska was at a different level playing. Like, he has great court vision. I mean, he had some really nice passes. And again, it's Lindenwood. And it's not, you know, Maryland. It's not whatever. But we've seen him play well. We saw him play well in February last year. He looks bigger. Looks every bit as athletic and hustling as much as he was. He just feels like he's going to be an important piece. And I almost wonder if he isn't your, like, energy guy coming off the bench six man type mm-hmm. role like he just he looked really good last night he got 25 minutes uh and i i am just totally sold on on sam hoiberg being an, an important part of this whole thing yeah it, he's an amazing story because really injuries forced him into action last year and from the jump he seemed ready for it. Like I remember that first game he came out and I think he was like four or five or something right away. And he, he just like, uh, he gets, he gets his hand on the ball a lot for a guy who's undersized compared to a lot of guys on the court. Um, he, he comes away with it more often than not. Um, he had two great passes in that game. One that cross court pass for the layup was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I had such a great view of that from where that was, where my seats are like, that was a pristine pass. Yeah, uh, that was like from the John Stockton school there a little bit, and uh, I'm not saying he's John Stockton, but yeah, that please, for the one, please say that he's John. He's, Stockton. I think he's the next John Stockton. All right, um, go. no, I'm going to make this. I'm going to cut it out for social media. <laughs> no, that the the passage Jamarcus Lawrence was so good. Then Jamarcus blew the layup, um, but he'd got one to Wilcher where he puts a perfect. He lobs it just over an outstretched defender on the run. It was it was it was good. When when he shoots the ball, I expect it to go in. Yeah. And he also has a knack for getting to the hoop with his size and, and carving out shots for him. And yeah, the competition was what it was, but he's done that in the big 10. Yep. And um, there's no question. Um, he's going to be key um, all year for this team. And he's going to come up clutch and win this game, this team, a game or two where it's tight because he's just, uh, he's got savviness about his game. Um, obviously knows it well um, from being in a, you know, having a dad as a coach and all that and being around it all his life. But it, man, he, he's been such a great story and uh, he's not really an underdog story at this point. People want to make it that, but he, he belongs out there and he, he plays like it. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it was funny. I was driving home. I left early before the game had finished. I was driving home, listening to, to the, the broadcast and, he uh he missed a couple free throws and it was yeah, like it, a weird it was like a startling revelation to Kent on the radio. He didn't know he was like, Well, and and Coach Hoyberg's staring at Sam here and he, he's not really sure what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I so, think it was three at five. Yeah, I mean it's uh you know, that's sort of where we're at with it. But I I really think he is going to be an important piece. I love the energy that he that he provides. I mean, it's just he has a confidence about him where it's like, it's not, do I belong out here? It's I absolutely belong out here. Yeah. 
And it, it doesn't matter that physically he's maybe not as gifted as some of these other individuals. He's just going to go earn it. And, you know, whether it's uh, the defense, the effort, the hustle, he's going to be, I'm sure, picking up charges at some point in time uh, this season. Like, it's just the, to have that guy out there, to, to be able to throw him and, and pick up that energy when you need it. Like, there's going to be nights, especially against some of these bad teams, where Nebraska maybe starts a little bit slow. I just feel like that guy is just an instant jolt every time he comes onto the court. And so I I left last night just like I had jokingly tweeted it out, but he's going to mess around and have his number retired. Like I just – I'm really, really impressed by by the type of player that he is. And, you know, he had this whole offseason to continue to grow. And it, even if he's just kind of a defensive specialist that knocks down a big three for you once or twice a game, that's such a huge piece that Nebraska really – hasn't had most years and you you add that into Tominaga and rink mast and uh josiah alec and and guys like that and suddenly you can sort of see where nebraska can be a kind of a pesky team um you know as we get further into this into this schedule let's take a quick break here brian when we return we're going to dive into to nebraska's schedule they got another game this week and then i kind of want your thoughts on on their non-conference schedule and uh, if you think that could be a real detriment to getting to the NCAA tournament. All that more on the first ever Husker 24-7 Hoopscast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The farmer's dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. So I mentioned before we went to break, I wanted to talk about the schedule. Let's start with this, Brian, who is coming up to the Pinnacle Bank Arena for Thursday night action against Nebraska. Florida A&M is Thursday at uh, seven, seven bells um, at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Uh, the Rattlers, aren't they? The Rattlers? Yeah, Florida right? A&M Rattlers. The yeah. F-A-M-U Rattlers. I'm pretty sure that's where Ed Reed was supposed to coach at one point. You're right. Before everything went, everything went sideways for him. Yeah, that's, that's correct. He's not coaching the basketball team either. Um, and then they play, <laughs> they play Ryder um, on Monday in the, uh, Cornhusker Classic. That's one of those that remember they're doing kind of that funky tournament where it's it's uh it's not played in consecutive days. It's sort of spread out, but it's called the Cornhusker Classic. So Florida AM, Ryder, Stony Brook, and then there's the game you're going to be at in South Dakota, right? Um against Oregon State, which is on the Peacock Network, which Husker fans can <laughs> share their opinions about. That seems to be look, it's it's a great time to get peacock you can watch saturday's game against maryland and you can watch the following weekend's basketball matchup against oregon state yeah so um <laughs> this, i mean the way the schedule sets up yes it is an easier ride it seems than last year 
you can't take any of them for granted because you know how costly like a loss to one of those teams can be on your resume. So the truth of it is you want to see Nebraska at like nine and two, at least out of non-con. And there are two biggies, of course. They play Creighton and they play Kansas State, you know. So um, if you could get one of those and mix it in by uh, running the table with the games people hope you're going to get, um, you'd you'd be fine resume wise, probably um, how it works out at the end when we get to February and March. I don't know. But for this particular program, I kind of appreciate that there maybe can be some building optimism for a month or so, as opposed to the immediate like, oh, they're two and three, whatever, you know, like. So I, I think there is something to be said for even if it's winning against lesser teams, still winning. And we'll see if they can do that. But um, if if that's the case. Um, I think folks around here will kind of build up momentum around this team, especially as the football season ends and volleyball ends and all that stuff. And and there's going to be some excitement if they're sitting there like, you know, 11 and three or with a nice record kind of going into the heart of Big Ten play. Did uh, did Fred Hoiberg give any indication as to any sort of change or any difference that we can expect for Thursday? Or do you think it'll be similar lineup, similar kind of rotation? I think it will could be similar um he did say about casey he kind of reiterated what he said last week about you just got to be cautious you know with with that they're not going to rush it before they have to so i wonder if we see him next week maybe um in those games um it seems like he's pretty close he hasn't done i believe contact yet since the injury so they probably want to see him run out there for two or three practices before they throw him into a game uh but you know Jawan gary's a day-to-day situation uh with the it's a it was a violation of team rules as it was explained um so i don't know how many games that's going to end up being um you know if he's out for a few games um they had a situation last year where Derek walker missed five games early on and it was a tougher schedule and they they kind of it it hurt them you know not having walker out there you're kind of hoping with this schedule and some of the pieces they have in place, they can survive it better win loss wise. So um, that's a positive about that situation. And obviously, as we said in the first segment, they've got, they've got depth to sort of overcome that right now. So, um, you know, they, they should be okay as those guys kind of work their way back. Yeah. Do you, um, as you sort of look at uh, the way things played out on, on Monday, who are sort of the new guys that kind of stood out to you if you kind of power rank it? Like what performances really kind of caught your eye? Not from returning guys, but from uh, the, the newcomers. Okay, power rankings. Um, Alec won. Yeah. Because Alec is going to be a crowd favorite and he's going to annoy the crap <laughs> out of opponents. He's like he's a one of his brother. Yeah, he's one of those guys who's going to get on the floor. He's going to, you know, nothing intentional, but that hurts, you know, that's bad. He's just going to, there's going to be elbows flying and, you know, going after the ball. And, and yeah, it's going to be fun when it gets to Big Ten to watch him go at it with some guys to get the ball. And um, so he would be one. He got on the floor. Hoiberg actually said after the game, he didn't like how his team work the 50 50 balls he didn't think they got after it enough early in the game but there was a point where it was a 31 point game and alec dove on the floor and got it and um you know that that's the sort of thing you cut up as a clip and show to your team so he'd be one i'd say mass is right there one b the thing i like schaefer is in the post game these are two guys who haven't known 
each other that long. They're up there together. And they're sort of finishing each other's sentences like one starts like oh, we got a buddy comedy. Yeah, they they were they were like uh, kind of jokesters back and forth and having fun. And they, they just felt really comfortable in their skin, like in the Husker uniform for guys who had just got here. And they're the leaders already of this team in many ways. And so that was uh, kind of comfort comforting to see that like, OK, these guys, um, they they feel like they belong, and they hasn't they haven't had a lot of reps together, and and it looked good. So um, I like I like those as one two. Let's see, Bryce Williams. What were your thoughts there? I thought he was he was fine yesterday. I think there's probably more to his game than we saw, but I like I'll go back to the especially defensively. I just like that length, and I think they've discovered, especially last year with Sam Grissel, like. You know, if you can have a six, seven, six, eight guy on the ball at the point, uh, it just causes a lot of havoc for the other team. And so he's going to be a problem with with his length and he can just fill a lot of roles for him. So I, I thought he was good. Um, I'll work my way to the freshman next because Eli Rice didn't finish with any points or he had two points, but no field goals and um, whatever. He just looks fluid. And like he's going to belong here, you know, and we've seen guys get here and you kind of have hopes. You see their name uh, like in the, on the recruiting stories. You're like, okay, maybe that's going to be really good. And then you watch them and it's kind of a deal where you don't feel comfortable when they have the ball in their hands. You're always thinking they're going to turn it over or something like that. And both him and Matar chop 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 when they touch the basketball it seems like they were meant to touch the basketball, you know, like they, like they're not going to just give it away. They're not going to bounce it off their knee They're You know, it's stuff like where it just feels, com- they feel comfortable within how things are working in the offense. And so I got a lot of hopes for those two guys. And that's sort of why I was so encouraged by last night. You got a really veteran team with the bigs who look formidable. And then you've got these fun pieces that we're going to watch try to develop along the way, maybe in 10 to 12 minute roles, but they'll still have some roles and um, they're going to have some moments that I think are going to be fun. So that, that was those guys, I think to get their first game out of the way. And um, you know, Eli Rice played 19 minutes, Chope got a dunk um, for his first field goal. That stuff has to feel good kind of walking away. Yeah, uh, Ken was saying that Jope is the best athlete on the team, and I didn't yeah. know if that was just like the sort of fodder you say when it's a forty-point game and you're playing Lindenwood, or is there is there real? You know, do you think that's there's real truth behind that? No, that's what they say. They say he's like always first in wind sprints and and everything, and he's just uh, just kind of a freak athlete. Like he's still a little raw to the game, um, but not so raw that there there were two or three former Huskers who crossed my mind who I had hopes for, and I'm not going to name them, but they, they, I had hopes for, but they were just, they were kind of clumsy with the ball and it it just always felt like something bad was going to happen half the time. And I've, I really think in these two freshmen, you have some guys who can maybe avoid some of that and uh, look a little more comfortable within everything. And, And he's one of them and he is one of their best athletes. Um, apparently his dunks are, pretty incredible i guess and he had one yesterday but alex said that was like nothing like that was nothing like he's shown he also pointed out though like anybody who's a layman at layperson at home should uh consider that 
uh, Chope was on the bench for 90 minutes and a lot of guys wouldn't go out there and, and rock the rim like that, like, and have that sort of athleticism. So, uh, yeah, he's he could be fun to watch. Um, the the freshmen are are going to be an interesting sidebar. Yeah, um, I believe Boogie Coleman is one of the last ones left we haven't touched on. You mentioned him earlier, and he is a transfer, I believe, from Ball State. Yeah, he, played, right? he was at Missouri briefly. Um, so he's he's been in a, a power conference program. He had a good stat line. He had five. I think he's going to be a solid, you know, backup guy. And and if you have to, you have to play him for a lot of minutes. I think he's. I, that's that's part of it. Is there's a competency of the roster that feels sort of veteran, uh, mixing in some sort of younger pieces, but they feel veteran, Brian. Like they 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 feel like a lot of guys that have played a lot of basketball. Yeah, they do. Uh, Coleman had five points, six rebounds, four assists. Uh, so solid stat line. Um, he's very in control and you're right with the veteran part. I I don't know how to put the right words to it, but you like watch Boogie Coleman come on the court, kind of adjust his Jersey was untucked, kind of putting it in and stuff. He's just like, you can tell like he's been there like 200 games, you know, like he's a guy, a guy who's played college basketball for five years. And this is, this is old hat, you know, stepping onto the court. It wasn't like, uh, any nervous energy or stuff like that he was just composed and he ran the offense pretty well um so he also looked pretty good in the uh scrimmage against stone i thought um the exhibition so yeah he, he gives a depth piece uh how jamarcus continues to grow into that point guard spot is going to be a very key point to this season and i'm sure we're going to have podcasts as we go forward that are less like you know bubbly and where things don't look as good. Um, but you're right. They have guys they can turn to if one guy is struggling and hope that that maybe fixes the problem. Yeah. It, I almost sometimes feel like Jamarcus Lawrence could be the forgotten guy. And then you think about his big game against Iowa last year and sort of the way that he emerged at times down the stretch in that fun month of February for Nebraska basketball. And he's kind of almost someone I, you you think that he's maybe older than he actually is, but there's he's he's just in his you know early part of his college basketball career. He's one of those guys that could end up being a breakout player for Nebraska. I mean, he just he has kind of a swagger to him, and and certainly wants the opportunity to to take shots. It feels like it has the potential to be a strong outside shooting team, and he could be a part of that. Um, he's just a really kind of intriguing piece returning. And we spend so much time talking about Tominaga and and what he can do. Jamarcus Lawrence was part of that whole run last February as well. Yeah, I mean he was uh, he was scoring like fifteen a game in yeah. some of those key ones down the stretch. Um, he was actually the guy who kind of kept them afloat in their Big Ten tournament loss to Minnesota, which was a real clunker. But he uh, played well in the first half. He hit some shots that kind of kept them in the game. So he he has a lot of confidence. I think. Uh, stemming from that but the other thing if you talk to him that he and this might be what doesn't show up as much to people is he's a pretty good defender and he takes a lot of pride in that and he could be one of nebraska's better defenders i think as this season goes along and he wants to be like he wants to be recognized as one of the top defenders in the league he has said so um as you consider like if his shots aren't falling or whatever's going on on that end you take people just should take stock and see, okay, how's it looking on the other end? Because there, there could be some stuff um, he's doing pretty well there. 
All right, Brian. Well, I think that is, uh, I think that that hits on everything. Is there anything we didn't get to? I didn't ask you, what do we think CJ Wilcher's role is for the 2023-24 season? I would guess he loses his starting spot when, when guys come back, but what, what do you think Wilcher can bring for Nebraska? He's another veteran that's seemingly been here a long time. Like I think he's might have the most games played in the Fred Hoiberg era. Yeah. I, I kind of think you're right. He'll, he would drop off out of the starting five and maybe into that seventh, eighth guy role. Um, he played well last night. Uh, he, he did. Yeah. He had a, he had a really nice play. Uh, I think it was Masty hooked up with on it where he was caught in the air on a shot. And then at the last second, he saw mass was uh, running free as the defender came out at Wilcher and Wilcher hit him. And it was a, like an easy bucket. And, I kind of marked that play down because the one thing that's kind of hurt CJ in the past is he'd have those like three or four turnovers a game where he would dribble it off his foot or something would happen in traffic. And uh, last night he looked really composed and uh, you know, it'll get tougher as uh, better competition speeds him up. But I thought he played like a a veteran and had a good first game. So you hope uh, he can, uh, have that consistent year for four months or whatever, where he's just good from behind the arc. He sort of has shown it at times and then he's gone away and then he'll come back and have like 18, one game. And then you don't hear from him for a day or, you know, a game or two. So if he can find a level that off a bit, um, that's when Nebraska is really cooking. If like guys like him start to play really well around the other parts, um, and th- then they have a real shot to do something when it gets to the to the heavy portion of the schedule. All right. Well, we will uh, we'll be back next week with another one of these Nebraska basketball podcast, a Husker twenty four seven hoops cast, if you will. Nebraska will have had games against Florida, AM and Ryder by the next time we do one of these. So we'll be able to uh, to get you JR, JR Ryder. Yeah, we'll get you uh, we'll get you prepared. For uh, the then a classic bout with Stony Brook set for next Wednesday as well. And we'll mm-hmm. get you uh, prepared for that Oregon State game up in Sioux Falls. So for Brian Christofferson, I am Mike Shaver. Be sure to check out all the coverage we have going on at Husker247.com. Plenty of basketball coverage, plenty of football coverage. Nebraska plays Maryland this weekend. You might have known that. You might not. I might have just told you something. So uh, be sure to find all of that at Husker 24-7. We'll be back with a Husker 24-7 hype cast later this week as well.